Motor Razorback fans, Arkansas won a football game in the SEC on the road against Florida. Are you kidding me? Okay. Let's talk about this one. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037 The Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions do apply. Hope everybody had a wonderful weekend. Oh my goodness gracious, Arkansas won a football game in thrilling fashion against the Florida Gators. It's the first time that they have been able to beat Florida in Gainesville, and it was just an awesome, awesome, awesome experience. Uh, I I know that they're going, they're, they're sitting at three and six. Like, I know that. But, and we'll get to some of that as far as what it means, but just what a fun game. What a fun game. There's a lot of stuff to try to break down and to try to get through, but you got to see an offense that actually looked better. It wasn't perfect, but it was better because you had KJ Jefferson throw for over 250 yards. You had Rocket Sanders rush for 103 yards. And uh, honestly, KJ about got to 100 yards himself. He had 92 rushing yards. Um, Andrew Armstrong ended up having 103 receiving yards. And you had a lot of love spread around in the offense. I think the offensive line ended up blocking better. Like it was just a great, great performance. And, you know, it was a perfect no. But why it was great is because you ended up winning the game. That's all that anyone ever wanted to do in this point. That's all anybody ever wanted to deal with was winning the game. And Arkansas won this game. I, I just am, I'm so happy. <laughs> like, I'm just so happy that they won, that we get to feel this way again, that we get to come out here and do this podcast where it's not just doom and gloom and it's the same crap and like everything sucks now. And it's, uh, it's like, it's none of that. It's just a great feeling to have and to see. Actually, you know what? I know this may come across if you're listening on the audio side of things may come across weird and sound weird, but I want to play this for everybody that's on the YouTube side of things. Uh, there's no audio to this, but this is the raw reaction after the game, after the win for Arkansas from Sam Pittman and KJ Jefferson, and also from Kenny Guyton, the offensive coordinator for Arkansas. Take a look.
we can do. We battle each and every day, man. We battle. We battle. I mean, I just how do you not watch that and just don't get hyped up and excited about this team and so happy for them? Uh, Arkansas just had it, it, so much going against them this year and the frustrations that came along with it. And for them to go out there and to, to win the game this way and in this fashion and have the offense do what they did was absolutely outstanding. And we even went, you know, it goes to overtime. Arkansas wins by a final score of 39-36. Uh, there were times that where it just felt like Arkansas could not get, uh, you know, things going in the way that they, they needed to or that they should, and they had some breakdowns and and everything. But when the game's on the line, Arkansas made the moves. They made the plays. The offense got the job done. And just kudos to Sam Pittman and to the staff and to the players and how it, good it felt. Like, there's again, there's a lot to unpack here. But um, you got to – you know, start with, of course, KJ, and you could tell he felt so much more comfortable. You know, that play in overtime where he was running down the field and he just trucked that Florida defender, that that poor safety or defensive back, whatever he was, dude went flying behind. I'm like, okay, we got KJ back. This is vintage KJ. KJ Jefferson, my QB1. When he was making plays like that, I'm like, man, there ain't no way they're going to lose the game now. Because even the play before that, um, he ended up having a big run, got called back to holding, and then the next play, he just rumbles down the field. And then Rocket Sanders gets a big play after that, running almost to the end zone, and then the next play, boom. Arkansas with KJ hits Tyrone Broden for the touchdown in the end zone, walk it off, dubs only, winning the game, first time ever. I don't care what anybody says. The fact that you were able to do this and to pull this off when it looked like you were, you were dead to rights was awesome. There was a win that everyone needed. Everyone needed. And for the first time this year, I mean, you're talking about a total offensive performance of 481 yards. When was the last time you even sniffed 481 yards? 255 passing, 226 rushing. You averaged 4.8 yards a carry. It wasn't 2.8 like it always has been. You averaged 4.8 yards a carry. You did have six penalties. You averaged 48 yards a punt. You know, had a couple of tough things there, especially with the return. The time of possession was about dead even. Your red zone chances, you went four for four, two touchdowns, two field goals. I, I mean, you were awesome. You were awesome. And shout out to Cam Whittle. I know he missed a field goal from 50, but goes four of five from field goal land. I think even the one that he missed, I felt like was a bad hold. I have to go back and watch it, but... He, he got it. He got the big time kick there to send it to overtime or at least to get it put in a position in overtime and just ice in his veins on that. And it really upset me, too. And I'm not trying to take away from the win, but it really upset me also that some of the officiating things that I felt like was wrong. Like the fact that Florida was able to get like they didn't they called. Oh, his forward progress was stopped when the when the ball carrier was running and he fumbled it. 
And it was like, dude, you can't stop his forward progress because he was still going forward. He wasn't going backwards. He was going forward, and they stopped it. Should have been a fumble. That didn't happen. And then I still don't understand the ruling on how they were allowed to um, – that Florida got a penalty when they got up to the line. They were trying to spike it, and they had too many men on the field. And then I thought it was a runoff, like, at the end of the game. They're like, no, 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 it's, it's, it's still fine. Like, I, I didn't buy that. Anyways, that doesn't matter. The point is, is that you had some guys that you could tell still wanted this. The team wanted this. The players wanted this. Everybody wanted this so bad to be able to, to go out for Sam Pittman, for Kenny Guyton, for, for Arkansas fans in general. Right now, you were trying to get bowl eligible. We know that the season has not gone according to plan, what anybody wanted, but you're trying to get bowl eligible. And the only way you were going to be able to do it is to go down to Gainesville and win. And that's exactly what you did. You did what you were supposed to do. I think that it is going to completely and totally open up the floodgates for confidence that this team has. And I believe that they are in a great position to finish strong and to possibly win out. Now, will they? That's what we'll talk about in the next segment. Because I think there's still some moving parts to this we got to discuss. But shout out to Arkansas. Shout out to the team. Shout out to the coaches. They got it done. And again, I know that they're three and six. Nobody's happy with it. I know you're not happy with it. I'm not even going to sit here and try to pretend that I'm happy with it. But I think that we can all at least find some sort of excitement, some sort of good feeling, some sort of appreciation, just being able to win a game. And they deserve all the celebration and all the credit. And Kenny Guyton did an awesome job. So I'm just happy. I'm happy for him. I'm absolutely happy for him. And we'll talk about uh, if Arkansas has some things to look forward to when it comes to going possibly undefeated the rest of the way and making it into a bowl game here in just a second. But first, folks, I got to tell you about Athletic Brewing Company because right now it is time for your Game Changer of the Week, and it's brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company, and it's much like K.J. Jefferson, making those big plays into the end zone, getting the touchdown catch from Ty to Tyrone Broden, uh, just, just trucking the dude off of him. He's definitely worthy of being the game changer, just like Athletic Brewing has changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. And since they've completely changed the game, they have brews that are great tasting and award-winning, and they beat out full-strength beers in global competitions. They brew over 50 styles of craft non-alcoholic beer, including IPAs, Golden, Sours, and so much more. And they're constantly releasing limited-edition experimental styles to add to their variety. They are fit for all time, so it doesn't matter when you drink them or how you want to drink them, whenever it is, whether it's watching a big game or your kid's game or tackling work or working out, it's the best thing ever because it has no hangovers ever. So you can find Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic brews at a store near you, or you can buy online at athleticbrewing.com. First-time customers use promo code LOCKEDON to get 15% off your first online order. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. At checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. Near beer, exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all times. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
All right, so moving on into the next segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Now that Arkansas won against Florida, which, again, I'm excited about, and I'm happy that they did, and I, I, know, I, I know I keep bringing it up, but it's just true. It's just like I'm just happy that they were able to, to take care of business. Now it becomes the question of turning the page. Can this team do it? Can this team actually win out when they were sitting at 2-6 and six and go to a bowl game? Because that's your best-case scenario right now. It's the only case scenario, really, to make any sort of salvage of this season. That's all you can do. You're sitting at three and six, and you got three games left. Now, you're going to be facing off against the Auburn Tigers this weekend at home. And Auburn is not a great football team. I'm not saying you are, but you're not a great, they're not a great football team. They're sitting at five and four, they're two and four in SEC play. And the only wins they have in the SEC are against Mississippi State and Vanderbilt, two of the worst teams, which you can. You should have beat Mississippi State, and gosh, that sucks. But that's the only two wins that they have. They got smoked by AM. They got smoked by LSU. But they also beat or only lost to Ole Miss in Georgia, both teams, by a touchdown. So they're capable of some stuff, but it's their offense that's been such a problem for them this year. Not to say it's easy, because I'm not trying to convince you that it's just going to be some easy thing. But the offense just not has not been there for them this season. Thorne is their quarterback. He's got 10 touchdowns and six interceptions for 1,200 yards. KJ is significantly more than that. Their leading receiver has 284 yards, and it's fair. It's, it's They don't have a good offense is what it comes down to. And your offense hasn't been great either. But both teams have had pretty solid defensive performances. So this is what it's going to come down to is, is, our, is was this a fluke? Was the Kenny Guyton offense, was this just a fluke? Was it just a flash in the pan, and after game one, Auburn's going to come in and figure it out? Well, Hugh Freeze is a good coach. As much as I hate to admit it, he's a really good coach, and he knows how to get the most out of his team and most out of his players and to make it fit in a certain way of when he's trying to you know, figure it out for what's best for his team, and they're going to come in with a game plan to take on K.J. Jefferson, to take on Arkansas. And so you got like, – they're not going to take overlook him or anything, but it's like you got to take him seriously. Arkansas, I believe, I believe that if Arkansas just plays as good, as good as what they did against Florida, they are going to win this game. Florida is a better team than Auburn. Florida on the road is a big factor into it. But I think if Arkansas just plays, and if their offense just plays like they did against Florida, they will win. The very unfortunate thing is, is we'll know more about this, I'm sure, today. But it did not look good as far as uh, Ty Washington and the injury that he suffered against Florida. That may be a big blow. We'll see about Andrew Armstrong, too. He got knocked out of the game. So we'll see how big of an impact that is, which those are big impacts if they end up being the case. So we'll wait and see. But I felt like the offensive line just blocked better, and I felt like KJ got his swagger back. And I think Rocket felt felt great about it, too. Like, it just – it. Yes, you got to perform, you got to execute, but just the feeling and the confidence that you have to be able to go out there and feel like you're on a winning team and that you're going to win and that you're going to take care of business. Like that's just a that's a feeling that everybody wants to have if you're on this team and now that you got a little taste of it, you don't want to let it up. I still believe it's just something that's going to help them go throughout the rest of the season finally getting that monkey off their back and taking care of it and getting a dub. And I think that Sam Pittman even brought it up when he was like it was just nice for us to see the, t- the the plays that we ran in practice for us to like do them in the games, which was kind of a, I'm not going to say it's a shot at Dan Enos, but in a way it kind of was. 
I mean, it's just it's just the way it is. Like he did not do a good job of that. So you got Auburn next. I I think Arkansas opened as a three point favorite in this game. I think that's fair. And then you got FIU coming to town, which FIU, if you beat Auburn, you're going to beat FIU. FIU is a terrible football team. No offense to them, but they are one of the worst teams in college football, especially when it comes to statistically and everything. Uh, they're they're four and five, but their wins came against uh, Maine by two, North Texas by a touchdown, UConn by a touchdown, and Sam Houston. But they have gotten blown out pretty heavily in most of these games, and their offense is atrocious. So Arkansas should win that game easily going away. And then comes the final one. Say if you get through Auburn, and then say if you got FIU, you got Missouri. And I know as much as I know Missouri fans love me, uh, Missouri is a, is a quality team. They gave Georgia all that they wanted. That's still lost. And they're number 12 in the country right now. But Missouri is, gonna, is your toughest test, and you get them at home. Now, Missouri still has to play Tennessee this weekend at home, and then they get Florida at home, but then they got to go to Arkansas. So they could easily lose those next two games and then really be in a bad spot. But it's just going to be hard for me to think that if Arkansas wins these next two and then they're on a three-game win streak and they know what's on the line, they know they have to win to get bowl eligible, and they hated what happened last year against Missouri. And the fact that, again, they're – they they took it so to another level of when they went six and six and celebrated it so much. And the fact that you've lost that game way too many times, I'd be hard pressed to think that Arkansas doesn't come out just as motivated as a team you've ever seen against Missouri to make sure that they get to a bowl game, that they get that monkey off their back and be able to turn this season around. And man, just what a performance that would be. But you got to get through Auburn first. You got to get through Auburn first. But I think I mean, I think you can win the next two for sure. I think those are your best, obviously your best chances, but Missouri is going to come down to it. But if you're knowing that it's, hey, you got to get, you know that you got to get to that sixth win. Like you got your five and six, and you know you have to beat Missouri. I just don't think that that's going to stop them. I just really don't. But we'll talk also some basketball because that's starting up tonight too. But first I got to tell you though, folks, these days every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. And you want to be 100% certain that you have the best qualified candidates available and access to. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. So just go to linkedin.com slash college, and then you can add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're actually hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it so easy to focus on candidates with the right skill set and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and who you like to hire. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs, number one in delivering quality hires versus their leading competitors, and they are always going to make it for free. So go to LinkedIn jobs. They're going to help you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster and for free. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. You are locked on Razorbacks. Your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, so final segment here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Uh, Arkansas basketball opens up with their very first official game against the uh, Alcorn State. What is their... I should have looked up their mascot. It's not not listed here. It's Alcorn State. You guys know. Uh, Part of the SWAC. And it's going to be at 7 o'clock tonight. And it's at Bud Walton Arena. It's going to be on SEC Network Plus. And so really looking forward to finally seeing this game team in action coming off of that Purdue win and exhibition. Like, what does that mean? What is it going to be like? And all of that. So 
Uh, it's kind of crazy. So it the so Alcorn State is the two time defending SWAC champion. So they're they're a team that's been good, and this is what I love about Eric Musselman and the way that he schedules games, especially games like this. He is so good at making sure that he gets the right teams and the right games in there where Arkansas is better than them, should beat them no matter what, but gives his team a test and is able to add to that net ranking, which is so important. I mean, that's really the reason why Arkansas was able to get the into the NCAA tournament last year is because that net ranking and because of those non-conference games that they ended up winning. So apparently uh, this is the second time Arkansas has hosted Alcorn State for the season open. I forgot about this. In 2009 was the last time, and that's when Rodney Clark scored a school record 51 points. And he also uh, had an SEC record of 13 13 three-pointers on 17 attempts. That's absurd. Arkansas only made 16 three-pointers as a team in that game. So uh, they're 5-0 against Alcorn State. They're also 81-19 in season openers all-time and 90-10 in home openers. Arkansas has won set 47 to last 49 season openers uh, with both losses coming on neutral courts. See, I forgot about this. Yeah, it was the opener in 1995, the ch- team that they were trying to defend the champion, or 94-95 season. Preseason number one, Arkansas fell to number three, UMass. And tip-off classic, lost by 24 points in that one. And then the other one was in 2018-2019 uh, when they played Texas in El Paso. I remember that was Mike Anderson's last year, and they lost over in overtime. So... Arkansas is a perfect 30 and 0 in Bud Walton Arena for openers. And Eric Musselman is also 8 and 0 in his home and season openers. Now, here's an interesting little stat about it, too. So, Arkansas, this is going to be the first time in program history Arkansas will play eight games in the month of November. Eight games. So, there's going to be a lot going on this week. And they got four games against the non con opponents, the ones that are, are high quality mid major opponents. And then they go right into playing in battle for Atlantis. And then Duke. They don't even have time to get catch their breath. Like these next four games are going to be crucial. You can't mess around. You can't overlook them. You can't take them for granted. Anything like that. This is this is going to be it's going to be a wild ride this month of November. Also, it's uh, the earliest, second earliest season opener in school history. So that was pretty cool. I got to see that. And Arkansas as another thing too. Arkansas is twenty one and one under Eric Musselman in the month of November. So they've had a lot of success. And in fact, the only time they lost was last year in uh, Maui Invitational when they lost to Creighton in that crazy game. I'm excited about it. I'm excited about getting the season going. We know basketball has been on people's minds a long time. And football, even though it was exciting to see them win over the weekend, basketball's got a lot of expectation and a high one to, to boot. So we'll talk about that game tomorrow, though, on the podcast. We'll recap it and dive into it and just discuss some of the great things that came from it as well. But... Uh, I'm just excited to finally have both football and basketball in full swing to be able to talk about it too. Appreciate everybody listening into Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter, Buzz John Neighbors, for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.